BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Monday. That does not feel like a Monday because we have things to do. We have to rise. We have to grind. We have to chit-chat with one another because Jackie's finally back in New York, back in studio, back at it again. I'm so with the excited. White bands. With the white with the loafers, white loafers that trigger everybody. <laughs> and that's how you know I'm back because the white loafers are back. And you know what? Damn, Jackie, back at it again with the white loafers. Yep, that's me. I can't believe you said it doesn't feel like a Monday because to me, of all the Mondays that have ever that have ever come across my desk, today is the Mondayest Monday of all Mondays. You know what? This is going to be like an opposite day kind of episode. I'm feeling so positive. Like maybe it's because you went to that wedding, so like I had literally off from Thursday. Yeah. So I'm so well rested. I actually didn't do anything that crazy this weekend. I was very civilized. I got tons of sleep. I did like took really good care of my skin and my hair and like I got a new hairstyle. You didn't even comment no, on I, it. I was waiting for a gap in the co- I was waiting for a space in which I could speak. This is a safe space always to give compliments. I was going to and I was saving it because you have this cute new, cute new little look going on and I don't want to um I don't want to say anything offensive but the time that I last most recently saw it was yesterday on my TV watching Love Island. Okay, so a lot of people have been commenting on my new hairstyle being like, are you inspired by, by Olivia? Olivia? Okay, and so while she might be wearing this haircut, I, di- I didn't notice it. I saw this TikTok thing okay. where one of my favorite makeup artists, artists Nate, well, she, she does hair too. Her name is Erin. She did this thing where she did this and then she took them and twisted and I started to do it and I couldn't do the twisty thing, but this was the first step and I'm like, this is cute. It's really cute. You're looking so cute today. I just want to say like, I did not Take it from Olivia. Like, okay. I, I'm, I just, I really need that to go on the record. Like I knew I, that you didn't. I just wanted to let you know that I did see it on her. No, you're not the only person. Like, I got millions of messages. People being like, oh my God, inspired by Olivia. Like, no. If you watched my stories last night, you know that I do not stand with Olivia. Uh, yeah, I understand. And I agree. And I'm pretty much caught up on Love Island. I'm one episode behind. You didn't watch last night? No, but I was catching up. I know. Skip it. Skip it. It was two hours long. I'll tell you went home. It was not even exciting. The whole episode, it was really like one of those Paramount Plus specials. Like they were playing, they played a game the whole time. Each of the girls okay. got like an undercover operation to do. Whatever. We have a really big TV recap. We have so much to talk about. Like where do I even begin? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know either. Like you it's been so long since we podcasted, first of all. Well, we podcasted on Wednesday. So I guess that's like 
And it's been so long since we've been in studio. Right. And I just, I feel like I have to catch you guys all up. On... How was your weekend? Where did you go? What did you do? Okay, so what my did you weekend, see? My weekend was so wonderful. I was at Blackberry Farm for a wedding, my friend Jess, and it was such an amazing, beautiful weekend, beautiful Stunning. couple. Like everything was just so beautiful. And I was with Dana because um, we met Jess on Birthright and Dana and I went on Birthright together. Oh, I didn't realize. It was yeah. one of your Birthright friends. Right? Isn't that so fun? Wow. Got to go on Birthright so somebody I know can get married at Blackberry <laughs> Farm so we can spend the weekend there. <laughs> Booking a trip. <laughs> literally. Also, like, this is your sign to go on Birthright because it's literally Lifelong so much fun. Lifelong friends. And Dana and I were just like reminiscing on Birthright the whole time. And it just... It was so much fun. It no, really was. Birthright is like a rite of pa- It's a birthright literally. for like, you know, Jews who grew up on Long Island. But actually, that's not true. No, Everyone all from Jews. all around the world. It's all Jews. And even, I think I don't know what the minimum amount of Jewishness you have to have. I think you could meet a quarter Jewish. Yeah. Though. But the thing is, is like, just the kind of makeup of the trip is... Torture. It's really like the antithesis of who I am as a person. It's lots of hikes and bus rides and early mornings. And museums. Museums and like, you know, boxed food. And personally, I just... I think it's so important to know your body and more importantly to know your limits. And I drew a line in the sand. I'm not even eligible, but like at a point in my life I was eligible, Mm -hmm. but I just knew it's something I would deeply regret. Not the experience or the knowledge, but the the journey. Yes. Everything about Birthright, like the schedule, you are jam-packed. And we, Dana and I actually went on a trip um, with the oldest group possible. We went when we were 24, which is actually old for birthright. Most people go in high school. And it is weird to have so much structure when you're an adult. And it's like you're on a field trip and it's like, but I'm 24, you know? And like you get these pockets of free time and it's just like, why aren't I just in Israel doing my thing? But like, you know what? You, it's so worthwhile and you do things that you would not bring yourself to go and do but you learn so much and it's just such a great experience and they they really have it like down pat you know and you made friends to last a lifetime and we made friends to last a lifetime and you got invited to blackberry farm so i think it's a win-win-win and so it was so nice to celebrate how was the facility the grounds the facilities were so sickening mm. they were so amazing they were it was camp by Did the way Did you say it was bucolic Bucolic, Farm Chemin, it was sickening the barns down. Mm, the it, barns. It was so campy, like AC was peaking. It was camp as in nature, not camp as in high fashion. Right. But actually, but some of us, you were, that would have been a good caption. Some of us brought the camp to camp. Some of us did. Um, ben literally, we in the car, and I was like, do you see Jackie? She looks amazing. He's like, yeah, how did she pack that dress? I'm like, actually, I'm so <laughs> glad you asked. We have a Patreon vlog. She did her entire packing journey on our Patreon. Like, you should check it out if you're really curious. You should check it out. And it took up, like, my whole luggage, which is why I didn't have any clothes for the rest of the trip, which is why I barely posted on Instagram because I was wearing the same thing over and over again. But I will say, I didn't check luggage because our flights, we had a connecting flight, and there was just a lot going on. We flew an airline I never flew before, and I was just like, I don't want to leave anything to chance. I don't what wanna... airline have you never flown? Allegiant from Florida to Knoxville. It's like a regional airline. Right, you probably never even heard no. of it. So I was just like, I don't know how Allegiant does how their bad carrying skills are. Right. So I was like, I don't want to leave anything to chance. I don't want to lose this dress and like ruin my weekend. So we're not going to check luggage. And when I tell you about my travel day yesterday, I don't know how we would have gotten home. If if you had checked a bag. Because we would have been stuck. And I'll tell you about it in one second. But I just want to say Blackberry Farm was so amazing. And it was all, it was so camp, but it was also so wellness focused. Mm -hmm. Like Friday we did like massages. Did you find yourself going back to your Pritikin best self? 
I, I really did. It was like a, a mini retreat, which I always can use. Always. And I was so relaxed. Dana and I, we just like love to like sit in pretty places and read. read. So we were in actual heaven. It was such a wonderful weekend. I was, you know, so excited to come home just because of brew. Mm-hmm. Of course. Only for brew. Of course. Honestly, being away from brew really threatened to ruin my entire trip. I was like low-key depressed the whole time welcome to the mom life it was so so hard i couldn't think about him too much because i would get emotional but i couldn't stop thinking about him of course it was so difficult like oh my goodness it's a true deandra's choice to think or not to think to vacate or to be with brew so true be with brew anyways yesterday so we blackberry farm is in knoxville so yesterday we had a connecting flight knoxville to atlanta atlanta to newark we took the 8.50 a.m. flight because we're like, Whoops. that gets us that gets us home by 12. So we left the premises at 6.45 to make our flight. We get on the plane. Everything seems to be going smoothly. There's there's something broken. Always. We're sitting on the plane. I fall asleep on the plane. I wake up on the plane. We're still on the ground. Oh, that's the fucking worst. And like you can see in the front, like everyone pretending to do stuff, like talking about yeah, it yeah, with yeah. the maintenance <laughs> guy. They keep Excuse saying, me. you know, we're going to try to reset the system. Like you're going to unplug it and plug it back in. No, also it's like... In those situations, you really want to get off the ground, but then it's like you're working with like a rebooted plane. Like, <laughs> is this? It's like you don't know what you no, want I know. to get in the air and like probably go down, or, or to sit on the tarmac. Like, I truly don't know what's worse. No, and I said like they should let us know what's wrong with the plane, and we can. We vote. should decide. We should vote. Is it something? And if we, you're not comfortable, bye. is it something we can live with? Right. Is it an air conditioning issue? Right. You know, or is it you know one of the wheels won't go down? Right. Or like an engine's not on. <laughs> Right. How, I agree, like how dramatic how, right. is it? Because I've been on flights before where you get delayed because the bathroom, the toilet's not working. Someone's seatbelt doesn't work. It's like, just get off the plane. Like, yeah. take take one for the team. <laughs> no, I agree. Sometimes it's like minutia that delays a plane. And it's like, are, this is what we've been sitting around for? Yeah. So unclear what the issue was. They kept saying it's a control issue. They were giving us nothing. And I'm pretty sure they were just going through the motions and they knew this plane was never taking off. So after about two hours on the plane where we already like would have been in Atlanta, whatever, they deplane us. Ooh. And we What's realized- worse than the shame of reverse <laughs> planing? Like, oh my God, you're like, you're so lost and you're so hopeless. Yeah. We realized we're not getting anywhere on this plane because no. they can't figure this out. Like- it's just not happening. Our best chance is getting a new plane, but we're in Knoxville. Like nobody's respecting this little flight from Knoxville to Atlanta. And there's not just like a million flights. You go, oh, let me just hop on this United. Like, no, and it's, it's not like, a major hub. The plane that we need, like, is coming from Atlanta. Yeah. So we were. It was. I was with Zach, Dana, and her fiance Josh, and we were just like, we need a plan. We had booked backup flights because we were already missed our connecting, but there was no there was no plan in place for this mm. flight hate a planless flight and it's a really small airport with not a lot of options so Do they have good food um no but it was it was still really early actually they had like no food because then we decided to rent a car to drive to nashville and take a flight from nashville to jfk who drove josh drove thank god for josh and i was that's when i got hungry we stopped at duncan and you know duncan sometimes is i love duncan in general but sometimes it's hit or miss they do have, they a, have a quality control they issue. do it's like each franchisee like just decides whether they want to take a shit in the food or they don't <laughs> totally like do they want to use yesterday's donuts or make fresh ones today like there's such quality control issues i couldn't agree more like you can get the same thing at four different duncans and they'll be different colors no i got i got my duncan order like i love duncan when i need a breakfast fast food item because i get those egg and cheese wraps maybe a few assorted munchkins a coffee oh Assorted munchkins. And when we were coming back from the Hamptons a few weeks ago, we stopped at a Dunkin' that was poison. Literal <laughs> poison. And you know what? I was I was feeling kind of like 
PTSD when we pulled up to this Dunkin'. I was like, what am I going to get? I ordered so much stuff because I was like, it's so hit or miss. Rolling up to a Dunkin' is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. It's like a box of munchkins. (gasps) But you do know what you're going to get because they all look different. Yeah, I guess. Unless you just put your hand in. Oh, yes. Unless you're blind, for sure. (laughs) Anyways, we roll up to Dunkin'. We order the feast. And it was delicious. It was good. just what we needed. Fueled us up. Even the coffee was good, which good, is, you know, good, good, that good, was good. so surprising. So we fueled up. Egg and cheese wraps were so good. I did ask for assorted munchkins, and they definitely gave me the least popular flavors. They didn't even give me a glazed. Okay, here's I a great, for 10 here's a great question. I asked for 10. They gave Because I was like, do your thing. The guy what seemed What are you, like, nice. keeping an Excel spreadsheet of the donuts? I, I had to recount it to the group, <laughs> and you know I have a good memory. There was four blueberry. Oh, what nerve. Four chocolate. So good. The most... And then two powdered. Nobody even touched oh. a powdered. In your opinion, of the traditional, I'm not talking about like the new blueberry, the traditional munchkins, what is the best flavor? Glazed. And then? Chocolate, I guess. Yeah, me too. But like that wasn't an assortment when you just give me no. three and one of them is like your special flavor. But also do not write off the jelly filled. I don't even know if it was jelly filled. We didn't mm-hmm. even get to it. The, but no, the, not powdered jelly filled. Glazed jelly filled. Oh, interesting. So interesting. So Duncan fueled us up. We drove to Nashville. We realized on the way that we're driving through a time difference. And we were like, oh my God, do we gain or lose an hour? That Wait. Because Nashville is central time and Knoxville was eastern time. You're kidding You know me. when we go to Nashville, it goes one hour back. Yeah, of course I know that. But you're saying in the same state? In the same state. So in Knoxville, it was eastern time and we drove west towards Nashville and we entered a new time zone. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm just really struggling. I really want you to get to the end of your story, but like I'm really struggling with this new piece of information mm-hmm. I'm just learning. There's two different time zones in one state. I think in a lot of states they have different. Twisted. Twisted. What? Who thought that would be helpful? No, and it's like we had to do quick math and it turned out that we gained an hour of travel time, which was good, but if it had been like the other you way, missed the flight. we would have missed the flight and we wouldn't have realized we'd be driving towards something. Oh my God, stop. I would have been so confused. Like, yeah, it was really confusing and the car ch- clock didn't change. I had to like manually change it because we were getting like so mixed up. That's turned. So we get to Nashville. Honestly, the drive was like pretty pleasant. Like Tennessee is just like so stunning. I know. And luckily, like no one had to pee or anything. We were just like all enjoying our Dunkin'. And we made it and we got to Nashville and we got to the gate. We had like about an hour before we boarded and we boarded and the plane took off. And did you was, shed a tear? It was so beautiful. No, Can you believe? Yes. I mean, I actually, I don't think and I And that ever... is why I did not want to check a bag because if we were waiting for our Knoxville flight how do you get your bags off to check bags you can't this is the thing we would have had no agency in the situation and we kept checking that Knoxville flight and I don't know if it ever took off when we landed it still hadn't taken off the thing is is that I personally would never have found myself in that particular situation because I'm always the one to opt to fly into the major airport and take a longer car ride like I went to Morocco and we were going to Marrakesh but you fly into Casablanca and then you drive three hours to Marrakesh. Now, some people took the connecting flight. We were all going to the same wedding. Everyone on the flight was like going to the same wedding. Yeah. So some people took the one hour flight and some people took the three hour drive. And we all got there at the same time. And I just had to sit in a car for three hours. So I just have to say, this is your sign. Like always go to the bigger airport and then take a car. Like flying into Nashville and driving was not an option for anyone because there was like a perfectly good airport 30 minutes from Blackberry Farm. And I will say when we booked our flights a few months ago for this trip, New York to Knoxville was a one-way trip. And then Delta, you know, and all their shortages and all these airlines. By the way, the airlines are out of control. What's going on there? I know. But Delta said, this is no longer a route. You're now 
flying through Detroit. Next Ooh. day, you're flying through Atlanta. Every, every day they kept changing the flights. So we got what we got. And, and I had been dreading this two-stop flight ever since they moved the flights to yeah. the two stops. And it was worse than I could have imagined. No, I'm actually nervous because I have like a similar adventure coming up. I'm going to Tully Ride, which in the winter is very easy to get to. In the summer, it's a one stop. There's less flights? Yeah, because it's a ski destination. Are there any days of the week? No. no Are you too, sure? It's a winter and trust me. There's I've, not one day of the week where there's, one, where there's nonstop? There might be. There might be, but I can't go. Like what, I'm going to go on Monday? The wedding's not till Sunday. I have work to do. Bring but your like, microphone. But like. Bring your microphone. I worked so hard to find, I, like I embraced my inner points girl and I found a flight with lay flat beds on the way there. And then there's like the 30 minute flight, like to Montrose. So you don't want to drive from the major airport? It's six hours. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. That's why I'm saying I'm like How in a similar it? predicament. It's okay. like an hour flight, not, okay. not 30 minutes. Okay. Um, it's just really long. Like, trust me, I looked into all, all possible journeys and I'm just, now that, I mean, obviously things aren't back to normal, but like people are traveling again and it's like. I kind of didn't miss this part, you know? No, no, no. I'm cured for life. (laughs) I'll be sitting in this chair for the next 10 years, (laughs) never going anywhere again. Every time I travel, I'm like mostly have a negative experience, like pretty much all the time. Like I swear to myself, I'm like, I'm never traveling again. But then it's like the thirst for adventure, the wanderlust. Oh, the what? gets to me. That's so you. So me. I'm a points girl at heart. You can't. I had a dream. I killed the points guy. Murdered. Like hardcore. It wasn't an accident. Like murder and buried his body. And then like the first degree. Yeah. The investigation was like getting really close to me. And like I knew my time was up. And I just like felt so sad that like I killed my friend. I was like so sad for his parents. Like so sad like for my social life. Like there was just so many elements to it. It was really a terrible dream. So you must have been glad to wake up. No wonder you're in a good mood today. Oh, and part of the reason I wanted to say I was in a good mood today is I changed my alarm. I moved back 30 more minutes. Just to give myself a little bit more grace. Snooze time? No, not even to snooze. Just to like, like move you slower. Moved it up? Moved it back 30 okay, minutes. Okay, Just to like move slower and like take my time. Like I fucked up my makeup on my foundation. And I just started over because like I had time. And I think I'm going to keep that. I was really inspired by Margot. Like she wakes up at 630 to work out. I'm not that extreme. I just needed to wake up like a little bit earlier just to like enjoy my morning instead of like literally looking in the mirror and like hating myself you know yeah I did have a long morning too I woke up like way before my alarm because I went to sleep like an hour earlier due to the long day Mm -hmm. she fell asleep early yeah but I actually feel more rested the other way when I sleep as long as I possibly can but you know what no I don't like you you gotta switch it up you would think like more time equals more energy Mm -hmm. but no I think like just being rushed and like hating the way you look like that ruins my day yeah you know what I mean yeah like, I had time to do my TikTok-inspired, not Olivia, inspired hair. And, like, I'm just feeling myself, you know? Yeah. And I, I want to radiate that energy for everyone. Feel yourselves on these, but it's Monday. Feel it. Even though, like, it literally looks like it's midnight here in our studio because the sun just, like, is gone and the scaffolding is just enclosing us in darkness. We're still here to be bright and shining. It is technically morning. We didn't just record at night. It's not the and, midnight toast. And pass it off. Yeah, no, no. It's fully August 10th. I have no idea. Yeah, I think it is. That's crazy. Uh, that doesn't sound right. No, it is. August 9th. Okay. Oh, my God. Single digits. Thank single digits. There's a difference. For sure. For There's sure. a difference. Though I was, <clears throat> I just like got randomly so excited for fall this morning. Oh, my God. That's so weird that you said that. Because you know how like your phone does like on this day and like I clicked it and one of the pictures was just me in like a sickening fall look and I was in just August? like. August? They don't, it's not on this day, by the way. Just so you know, my on this day is just like. Oh, on your your photos app? Yeah. Yes, it's It's not on this day. It's not on this day. It's random pics you might want to see. Totally. I thought you meant time hop, which is very accurate. Very to the minute. 
No, on the Later day. Later on. The minute. <laughs> so the picture that came up today was just like, you know, one of my sickening fall Fendi looks. And I'm just really excited to getting back to being her because August Jackie O is nothing of the sort. That's so funny. I was having a similar conversation with Ben yesterday because like I'm so looking forward to the holidays. And I remember last Christmas being, it was snowing and I'm last like, Last Christmas. I remember saying to Ben, or like, no, I actually said it to myself. I said, next Christmas, like, I want to be in a different apartment because, like, I live in a bunker with no windows and I can't see the snow. And I'm like, and now I'm like, it's August and I'm like, still in the apartment. Like, I'm making, like, I will not be in this apartment by Christmas. I want to see the snow. Like, I just, like, I need, I need a shift in energy, you know? Like, even the best apartments after a while just become somehow, like, toxic places. I completely agree. And I've reached my toxicity limit. Like, I'm so ready to move you know what we should do we should apartment swap for like a week what do you think sure except no, i mean like except I, have, I have a queen to bed. bring all my shit up. no but like I'm i not. feel like I, you you know you just need to like get outside new perspective like and i love your apartment i think you like mine yeah of course no i just think like when Maybe you're in a space that no longer serves you it can be very mentally taxing. I'm being dead fucking serious. No, I completely agree. It can really contribute to like anxiety and season. Like I really believe that it has a true impact on your mental state. And I feel like I'm now at a place where my apartment no longer serves me mentally or physically. And if I don't see the snow this Christmas, like I, I know it like, sounds weird. It sounds like a Hallmark movie thing, but like, if I don't see the snow this Christmas, like, I'm done. It does sound like a good plot for a Hallmark movie. Like, will she move before Christmas? No, no, I know. And, and it's then like, she, like, moves in and the snow's falling down. And, and it's not for lack Theo's of trying. like, Mom, this is beautiful. Exactly. Like, that's what I want. Like, I'm going to get my ass a Christmas tree. Like, for sure. Like, no. that's how that's how convinced no, I am. That's still the line. But I just want to say, it's not for lack of trying. Like, I'm the fact that I didn't move during the pandemic, like, literally haunts me at night because everyone thought like this was an apocalyptic state and like rent was literally down by 50%. It was so cheap. And there was one in my building and it was just like a little too much money. And now I'm like, you dumb fucking bitch. Like just spend the money, you fat, ugly whore. Like I'm so mad at myself. Like not a day goes by that. I don't think about like not taking that apartment in my own building. Like, and everyone moved who like stayed in the city and like got such great deals. And now it's literally like highest rent since the dawn of time. And it's not for lack. There's no inventory. Like I check every day and it's just like what I want, I can't afford. And it's like, until then I just need to work harder. Is the apartment in your building still available? No, I literally email the realtor every day. I'm like, Hey, I'm still here. If you're looking for a tenant. Damn. Yeah. It's so upsetting. Sometimes you have to learn the hard way and it's so hard. I know, but sometimes I still think about the apartment and like, it was too much money. Like I, I stand by that. Really? It was more than like you would put into your search criteria now. No, but like the thing is, and I was talking about with Ben, like I am so fiscally responsible when it comes to my rent and nothing else like in my life. And also you need, like you should loosen up a little bit because your apartment is where you spend all of your time. It's where you work. It's where Ben works. It's where Theo works. Yeah. And like, it's not just like you're one of those New York City people. It's like, it's just a place to sleep. No, it's not. (laughs) It's a place to literally exist. Yeah. No. No, I know. So I'm like, why am I so, and I just have like a, a really good apartment right now for like so little it's like I can't believe how little I pay it's like so fabulous but like I think I need to like like I'm constantly like spending money like it's nobody's business but like not on the thing that matters most my home that matters most where you spend I would say 95 percent of your time 97 yeah so that's what I'm currently working with and just like keep me on track I need you guys to keep me accountable like I will see the snow at Christmas like I will okay I will. That's exciting. I mean, I, I think moving is just so much fun and so exciting. And I think changes. I still just want like outdoor space. Like I just, oh. I need to elevate. Well, now you're 
crazy. It really? I don't know. I mean, you don't get it all. I know. And like, I just don't want a balcony. Like, I want a full blown like terrace. Yeah. No, out of control. Like a wrap around. <laughs> like, no, I'm fully out of control. Um, okay, cool. Well, I'll look for you. That's like a fun Please. cast. Like, I know Zach is always on Street Easy. Like, he's been sending me links. None of them are working currently, but like, keep it coming. Okay, cool, cool. That's exciting. Yeah, so that's the journey like I'm currently on. Nice. Well, now that In I addition feel- to watching literally every single piece of television that ever existed that I can't wait to talk about in the TV recap. I don't know how you do it. Oh my God. No, like, that's why I was excited to like, that's why I'm not dreading this Monday. I have so much to talk about. Love is Blind, After the Altar. Love, Love Island, OBX. I won't spoil it, but like White Lotus. Like I just watched everything on planet Earth. What did you think about White Lotus? <clears throat> I'm like two episodes behind, so don't spoil anything. Hate. Right? Okay, no, I'm only on like episode two I'm not even gonna finish it me and Ben cannot get through it we're just like looking at each other we're like why isn't this show good it's so slow but like Connie Britton's amazing the cast is amazing aesthetically pleasing interesting premise it's like murder on the orient like what happens it's atrocious yeah I said the same thing. I really and we're so in the minority. I couldn't put my finger on it, but I will say, so I think I watched three episodes and I haven't watched last night or the week before. And I'm kind of like looking forward to just to watching it more just because it's it's not unenjoyable. Um, and maybe it just goes to like show the state, the low state of content these days. Well, that that's like, what, but, but you know, there's not. There's so much good TV on. So I'm like, this is what everyone's raving about. When I first started, I'm like, oh my God, stunning. This Connie Britton the moment. The cast is really balls, great. The cast. I was like, this is great. And then it just, the Jennifer Coolidge, you saw his testicles. I know. Crazy. I can't believe that didn't go viral on TikTok. No, totally. And I was just like, Jennifer this, Coolidge but like what is she doing I don't know like she's being such a freak I just I couldn't believe that and that's maybe an unpopular opinion but I just couldn't believe that this was the show everyone was like felling over yeah no I agree with you that was my takeaway also okay, but well, I am gonna keep watching it just I might it was good enough so now that we're all caught up without further ado to do to do it is time for the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast and today's episode is brought to you by Manly Bands. After countless hours spent jumping through jewelry store hoops in search of the engagement ring of your dreams, the last thing your man wants to do is run to the same gauntlet again for his wedding band. Now thanks to Manly Bands, he doesn't have to. A truly a godsend for brides and grooms alike. Manly Bands has awesome wedding bands in just about every type of earthy material imaginal even from space so Ben like has been on a journey with his engagement ring he's lost it three times because like they don't really properly fit and mm-hmm. they're just like he's always twisting it and it's just like not conducive yeah. for a manly man like Ben and that's why manly bands has been just like a true godsend because they're so customizable material color quality super customized customized to get started have your man order the manly ring sizer from manly bands to ensure that his ring will fit perfect during the work and the play so that it won't fall off at soho house once he knows his size it's time for the fun part manly bands has an insane selection of materials to choose from like gold wood antler steel dinosaur bone and even the meteorites that killed them he can also choose from curated collections like the jack daniels whiskey barrel collection and if he's feeling more creative he can customize his band from scratch choosing the style material inlay sleeve and finish once he's selected his band manly bands offers free shipping worldwide and a 30-day exchange policy with free warranty so while there might be a 50 percent chance of your marriage working out there's a hundred percent chance that he's going to love his band to order his Manly Band to get 21% off plus a free silicone ring, go to manlybands.com slash toast. That's manlybands.com slash toast for 21% off. Manly Bands, the best damn rings, period. Thank you for that, Claudia. Now our first story is actually our final Olympics recap. The Tokyo Olympic Games of 2020 held in 2021 are officially (laughs) a wrap. They had the closing ceremonies. They passed the baton 
to Paris for the 2024 games. I love how, like, no one watches the closing ceremonies. Yeah. And they said that's that on that. But the uh, NBC Olympics did have a Jonas Brothers performance of Remember This, which is the official song of the Olympics. And it was unbelievably stunning. It wasn't live or anything, but it was still gorgeous. I'm going to have to check that out. That's like a, that's a song. Yeah. It's definitely a song. I'm really looking forward to checking that out. It was really good. Also, the final medal count is in and the U.S. has eked out their win. 39. Slim, slim, slim. By the hair on our chinny, chin, chin. 39 gold medals for the U.S. to China's 38, Japan 27, Great Britain 22, ROC 20. And in the overall medal count, the U.S. had 113, China had 88, Japan had 58, Great Britain had 65, and the ROC had 71. I mean, it was touch and go there for a minute because, like, China was really ahead of us in the gold medals. We were never going to lose the overall. Like, we were ahead the whole time. But the gold medals is equally as important. And we were, like, really behind. Um, And a couple people pulled it out, and I just think they deserve a shout-out. The indoor women's volleyball team, for the first time, I think, ever, won. Of course, men's basketball won. And, of course women's basketball one and I just found out that like the queen of the women's basketball team Sue Bird who I thought Ben might be in love with she is married or dating to Meg Rapino from the soccer team no way so there's no way Ben can get in there thank god <laughs> and then also the women's beach volleyball duo team the A team filled with toasters one thank god so like that's when we really started to like ramp up on China like the basketball the indoor sports like we really just like cinched it and it was I'm so grateful like to every single gold medal winner for taking us there. Yes, really exciting. And also, I'm just curious. So clearly, like, the U.S. won the Olympics because we won in both categories. But say China won gold medal count and we won overall. Who won the Olympics? The person who wins overall, I think. I mean, there's no winner. Like, there's no... I mean, the whole thing is about gold, silver, and bronze. And then you're going to say there's no winner. Yeah, I do feel like it's weird that there's not an official winner by country in terms of medal count. Just because it is such a competitive competition. Um, But there's not. So, like, there really is no considered... There's no winner considered. I think that that is a mistake. Like, there should be, of all the Olympics, like, you know, 2014, the winner was... Actually, that wasn't in... No, kind of how, like, there's all these international competitions. Like, Eurovision, there's a winner... Um, World Cup. World Cup. Yeah, no, for sure. It's kind of weird. It's like they they brought it all the way to the end zone, but it's not across the line. No, that's a really good point. But like in my mind, I've always like tallied up the winner in my head, but it's not an official winner. Yeah. Interesting. Really interesting. But I'm glad to know that, again, there's no, you know, confusion and we don't have to duke it out. Oh, my God. Alona Mar. Follow me on TikTok. She's like this women's rugby player who went... Like, she has, like, millions of TikTok followers because she was, like, TikToking through the Olympic Village. And one of her videos came up on my For You page and it said, follows you. And I was like, what? Ilona Mar follows me? So, yeah, I'm just, like, kind of, like, an Olympic influencer. That's really cool. But we already knew that. Yeah, no, like, not me FaceTiming drunk with Olympians in my bathroom. (laughs) I actually spoke to Emma Coburn. I forgot to mention um, about our FaceTime because the last time we podcasted, I don't know if you guys listened, I was really kind of anxious about like getting blackout drunk and FaceTiming an Olympian. And I wasn't even sure if she like knew I was drunk or she thought this was like, I was just like a weird person sober. And she said she definitely knew and that she loved it. So like, thank God. Oh my God, I told you. You know, I had nothing to worry about. That's so exciting. <laughs> it really is. So that's that on that on the Olympics. This has been really fun. Uh, the good news is, is that the next Olympics are in less than six months. So we have that to look forward to. And you know what? I can't remember. I don't think I've ever watched the Winter Olympics since being a very proficient skier. And so now I'm really excited to watch because I think I'll have more 
skin in the game. You know what? Once I said, like, once the Olympics are over, I will be, like, depressed. And I thought I was going to be. But I have, I can't lie. I'm, I'm curious if other people felt this way. I felt very overwhelmed. Yeah. Between just, like, all the TV that's already on, like, Love Island being on every night, all the Real Housewives, like, there was so much TV to watch. And then the Olympics, which were on 24-7. Yeah. I felt very overwhelmed. And not in a fun way. Like, in the beginning, I was like, this is fun. I'm overwhelmed. But then I'm like, this is not fun. I'm, I'm not overwhelmed. So now that the Olympics are over, I just want to say, I'm not as devastated as I thought I would be. Like, I don't have FOMO. Like, I'm actually relieved. Yeah. I think you got your Olympics fix. Yeah. And the fact that there's another one six months away, like, I'm already feeling, like, choked. Overwhelmed. Yeah. No, but it's so exciting. You'll be in your, your new apartment. Like, I better with, be. With the snow falling, watching the ice skating. I better be. So when is the, what is it, January? What's six six months? months? It's August. February. Eight plus six, 14 February. Cool. See you in February. Yeah, I'll definitely be in my, in my new digs. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, new spot come through. I'll be there. Okay, so. We're officially. We're officially putting it to bed. Closing the book. Closing the chapter. Oh, it's a chapter because the Olympics aren't like over forever. Closing the chapter on the Olympics. And if you're looking for a great chapter to read, head over to Amazon and check out my New York Times bestselling book, Girl with No Job, The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster. Written by me, it's about 240 pages, and if you buy the hard copy, you get pictures in the middle, so pictures are great. Thank you for that, Claudia. Speaking of books. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. That's like dropping the Bible. No, I'm kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> Speaking of books, um, new Redheads episode is coming out on Thursday. I've been reading the book. I'm almost done with it. It is so good and so cute, and like it really has a camper counselor vibe if you mm. really look into it. Um, it's Read called, between the lines. Uh, Clara and the Sun by Kazuo Ishiguro. And it's really a quick read. And I'm just, re I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens. I have no idea where it's taking me. But I'm enjoying the ride. It's kind of has like a black mirror vibe. Oh, but stay away. In, but nothing spooky. Nothing stay spooky. Stay away. I don't want Nothing it. spooky. It I will never. Me, it reminds me of the episode, the Ashley O episode most. I will never, ever watch that show again. I mean, it's you really guys know good. why. You guys know oh, why. Stop. Go away. Don't make don't me say. Ruin, it. We're not even on story two. You're not going to ruin okay, the show. Go, go to story two. Are you ready for story two? Mm -hmm. Is it about the prime minister? Who <laughs> I was fucking literally about to make a joke, but I was like, I can't even speak it. I can't speak it into. <sighs> Next story. Jesse J apologizes to Nicki Minaj over Bang Bang mix up seven years after the song's release. This, this is, is something. It is. Seven years after the Jesse J, Ariana Grande, and Nicki Minaj collab Bang Bang popped on the charts, the trio song is making and changed the world and changed the world and just gave us so much that we didn't even deserve at the time. And I feel like now, seven years later, it's just like I can't believe we even had that. No, and now it's like finding out that literally everyone involved in the song like hates it. Um, I don't know. It's just like it's crushing. It is. It turns out that Jesse J and Nicki Minaj remember the beginnings of the single a little differently, and Minaj called out Jesse J's version of the story, which the singer had discussed in a recent interview with Glamour on Friday. As Jesse J recalled, she said, "Quote: Nicki was played it in the studio and was like, 'I've got to jump on this. We didn't go to her and ask. She wanted to do it. But according to Nicki, who responded to Jesse, and by the way, Jesse J was like, and that was like the honor of a lifetime. Like right. I remember being in my apartment hearing her verse and thinking, like, how was this my life? Like it was a very complimentary Com yes. conversation in the interview." Interview. But according to Nikki, who responded to Jesse's quotes on Thursday with a correction, I didn't hear the song and asked to get on it. The label asked me to get on it and paid me, she tweeted. How would I have heard the song? Sorry, this billboard is just all over Ads the place. Ads everywhere. Um, she, so she said that they 
paid it paid her for the song and she didn't hear the song before and she like kind of took it as an insult that like nikki would hear a song and want to jump on it she was very defensive yeah she but for what it's worth she did want to get on jesse j's song do it like a dude after catching it on the radio she said but the worst part about this no one ever asked me she tweeted with laughing face emojis i have been obsessed with that song since the minute i heard it because then in jesse j's um follow-up she's talking about do it like a dude and i was like where does that come into play Okay, well, I'm just focused on the bang yes, bang of it yes. all. Because I just feel like, oh wait, and then Jessie J responded. And, and like she uh, on Friday, she apologized to Nikki over the confusion about bang bang. She came to be with a meme-filled lengthy post on Instagram writing, I respect you publicly being yourself at Nikki, so here I am being myself. This is a video of me back in 2015 on stage shaking the piss out of myself, which is basically an hour of my set. It was made into a meme about two weeks ago. Is that what this is really about? And where this weird energy began, between us began? Or I don't maybe- understand Jessie's... No. Okay, so I guess there's this video of Jessie J, like, while the song is playing, it's Nikki's part, and it it seems, she's, like, mouthing it, but not really. She's just kind of, like, I guess, quote, taking the piss out of herself. I don't know. Oh, Jessie's so response made no saw, fucking maybe sense. Maybe Nikki saw that video and got offended by it. Um, and then she said, <clears> or maybe it was when you used me as a sterile at the AMAs, so there's, like, a meme of Nikki walking down the stairs and holding on to Jessie's arm. Yeah. I, I really did not understand Jessie J's response, but all I know was that she was hella overcompensating for, like, something that she thought she did wrong. Right. And I don't know if I'm unique in this, but, like, this is just, like, a prime example of, like, why I don't stand Nicki Minaj. Like, I feel like she's always taking an opportunity to, like, start a fight with someone, and this was just, like, so unnecessary. Like, okay, if you really felt that strongly that you needed to correct the narrative, which is, like, not a big deal. Like, if people thought... But I understand you want your story out there. I just felt like she came like so hard at Jessie J like for literally no reason. Yeah. And it just makes it hard to be like a Nicki Minaj fan when she's just like, she's really not a woman who supports other women. Yeah. I agree with you though, knowing that she's Team Monique, like I definitely want It changes things. I I just want to, you know, keep that in mind. No, it's true because it really proves that you have like a very strong, logical, reasonable head on your shoulders. Right, but I don't understand like, okay, so say Jessie got the timeline wrong or someone told her something to make her feel better about the song that she wrote. I am sure that both of the way that these two women experience it are both true. Right. Like there's a label involved. Right, they want to keep like artists nothing happy. Nothing that Jesse said was in any way Insulting. disrespectful to Nicki Minaj. So she could have like cleared up. She could have cleared the air and been like, oh my God, that's not how it even happened. Like the label said this and that. Just so funny how, you know, this all came to be. Right. It didn't, unless they just, unless Nicki Minaj just didn't Doesn't like Jesse. Doesn't like Jesse. And that's a possibility. Oh. Also, it is kind of crazy that like this song was so big. Nicki Minaj and Ariana Grande are so big and they've collabed so many times. And it is it was like a little bit random that Jessie J was on the song. 100%. And I thought, oh, for sure, Jessie J wrote the song. Ariana wrote the song. And Ariana's done an interview basically being like, I can never sing that song again. She's like sing it so many times because it was so popular. So just knowing that like this iconic, literally one of the best songs of the last 10 years is so deeply despised by everyone who has been a part no. of it. And now it's like riddled with controversy. That makes me sad. And I just really felt like this was so unnecessary of Nicki Minaj. And it's just like, I feel like she doesn't really make music a lot anymore. So every time I'm hearing about her, she's just like starting a fight with someone. And it's like, like, leave Jessie J alone. Like, you are the queen of rap. And like, Jessie J's like barely hanging on to her relevancy by a thread. Like, leave her alone. Like, I don't know. It just felt like so unnecessarily like mean girl. I agree. I totally agree. Even though, like, I think Jesse J... And Jessie this is J- probably the highlight of Jesse J's career, whereas, like, Nikki and Ariana have, have many highlights, and this is just one of them. But so to take 
to take away from like the one big one for her. Agreed. It's, it's just so a little mean. sad. Totally. And, and, I, and Jesse, I don't know why it never really happened for Jesse. That's J. what I was about to say. I think that she is so talented. I love a lot of her music. She doesn't really put a, actually she just put out a song called I Want Love and it's so fucking good. She obviously but why has like doesn't bad it get management. Like she there's something about Jesse J that like the world refuses to like accept. accept. Yeah. But, like, she didn't really help herself when she, like, performed at, like, an award show with an... <laughs> she, like, sat the whole time because she had a broken foot and, like, she bedazzled her cast. And, like, for me, that's really all I remember about Jessie J. Actually, if you're ever wondering, like, why do you, Jackie and Claudia, think that Jessie J is so underrated, you must go watch the videos of her on YouTube in that... Um, really big Chinese talent show. Yeah. It's like this show in China that like people who are already famous go on, but it's like great to go on to like expand your Chinese audience. And she won, first of all, and she has like four or five performances. Um, she did a bunch of Whitney Houston. I'm trying to remember which song she did. Whatever. Literally, you've never heard vocals like that in your life. It's so spectacular. She's so talented and she writes amazing songs. But there's something like about her that, that just, just won't take that off. That doesn't hit and doesn't stick. I know. Even like she's super relevant, like with her relationship with Channing Tatum. Like she really has all the makings of like what should be a huge pop star, but there's something about it that just doesn't work. Yeah. And that makes me sad because I'm a big fan of hers. Same. And I just like with this whole drama, I do stand with Jessie J. Like you're right. This is the highlight of her career. I'm like Ariana and Nikki like couldn't care less about it, which I get because they're accomplished in their own way. But like it just really felt like really unnecessary of Nikki to come at her like this. Yeah, I agree. Like it's been how many years and she's still doing interviews about it. Like, oh my God, stop. I'm going to cry. You know what I mean? It's like 100%. Nikki's not like. No. So it was just kind of sad. Yeah, the whole thing was really sad. And then like the, the saddest part was Jessie J's response to Nikki's like yeah, being unnecessary like, kerfuffle. Yeah, should we get dinner? LOL, no. No, and like all these, like a whole essay on Instagram with like memes. Like she was just overcompensating so hard because like she obviously doesn't want to mess up this one great thing like in her career. Yeah, yeah. And it makes me really sad. Yeah, I felt sad after just the whole synopsis. It was honestly like a really emotional journey, this whole thing. Yeah, and it ruins like a, a, what is a really great iconic song. She might have let you hold her hand at school, but I'm going to show you how to graduate. Mm -hmm. Now I don't need to hear you talk the talk, but just to show me what your mama gave you. D, da, 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 da. Like so good. So fucking good. You know that six piece got a ticket for thought a ticket for thought it's oh oh so we got a wee chill and a lot of we dip in a pot of blue thought so good it's trying to look at it in that cut oh bad man rocking a green green it's me jesse and ari if they test me they sorry ride us up like a holly and roll us in this ferrari if he hanging we banging phone ringing we slanging if that karaoke might turn in my microphone oh b to the a to the N, to the G, to the hey, yeah. Like, and then Jesse J hits, oh no, Ariana hits that note. Wait, who hits that I note? mean, they're all hitting notes. They're hitting everything. No, I think it's Jesse J. It's so good. Yeah. I will actually will not let this story overtake the legacy of that song. Mm -hmm. I will not. Mm -hmm. I will not. Mm -hmm. Will I? No. no. No, she will not. I'm not will I am. I am will I not. <laughs> so I think we should move on before it does. Yes. No, I'm getting like sweaty. Sorry. Are you ready for our next story? <clears throat> yeah. Rihanna reacts to becoming a billionaire with the best three-word response. So last week, Forbes revealed that Rihanna's estimated net worth is about $1.7 billion. She's almost a two-time billionaire. Like. Mo yeah, right? Like you're a little late then. You're Seriously. about seven 
point seven. I understand not wanting... 700 million late? I understand not wanting to make the announcement at like 1.0 because like, you know, it's still touch and go. Maybe the stock market has a bad day. But like 1.1, 1.2, like why they wait till 1.7? Yeah. She is now the richest female musician in the world and the second richest female entertainer only behind Oprah Winfrey. That's crazy because like I don't even think of her as a musician anymore. I know. When paparazzi approached her and asked her what it meant to her to be a self-made billionaire, she only had three words to capture how blessed she is. She said, quote, God is good. Oh. I mean, this is obviously not shocking at all because Fenty Beauty is so popular. So is Savage X Fenty. Like, she has a million endeavors that are just so sickening. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like this is happy and sad news because it's happy. We're so happy for Rihanna. I just feel like this sets us back even more. You in know, the music department. In the music department. And yeah. I actually think it's inherently possible. Like, we will never get new music. And, like, I think we as a society like have to come to grips with that and if we get one great but i just think our expectations should be really low like, just when it comes to music yeah our expectations should be zero really yeah so we'll only be pleasantly surprised if it happens but not yeah. disappointed if it doesn't yeah i agree so when i heard this news i'm like that's amazing but we're one step further from new music exactly i feel like but it's so well, impressive she's also always like doing collabs still you know yeah Always oh, lending her talents. Seconds from wildin'. That is also, I think, one of the most underrated songs like ever. So fucking good. And it's like, what does Paul McCartney do? Unclear because you don't really hear him, but happy that he got to hang out with Rihanna and Kanye. Yeah. Speaking of Kanye, Don is still not out. Yeah. But Kim well, went back to Mercedes Benz Stadium, so all is right in the right, world. Right. Right. And the kids were there and she was all dressed up. Yeah, like her outfit Con wasn't as sickening this time. But it was Kanye ified. And yeah. Oh, you know. I liked it just as much as I liked the other one in the sense that like it was she was doing something. She was wearing a ski mask. Yeah, no, but she was doing something. It wasn't for me. Okay. Until like you'll be wearing it in two years. For sure. That's how the world works. For sure. So I was just glad to see them all together. Like even if Donda, you know, whenever it comes, I'm just, they're giving us like co-parenting modern Dreams. family vibes. Dreams. You know? Uh, yeah, no, And totally. they're giving us hope. You know what I recently I feel like they could get back together. I feel like they might be I single. I feel like they could too. I feel like they might realize that really there's no one on their level and that it's not, the grass isn't greener. I actually think that's entirely possible as well. You know what I recently rewatched, as in recently I meant yesterday? Um, Airplane Karaoke with mm -hmm. Kanye and James Corden. So it's so good. So good. It's so impressive. Like I always forget about Sunday service because they haven't done it in a while or maybe they have, but like Kim's not storing it. It's literally the most impressive thing. Yeah. So good. If you're ever feeling down, like, I should really make a YouTube playlist of, like, things I watch when I'm down. That includes Jessie J and all of her Chinese yeah. talent show performances. It includes that video of Beyonce singing in the back of the car. It includes a couple Fifth Harmony covers before they were famous and before they started releasing music. Lego House, so good. Red Taylor Swift, so good. Um, the making of Getaway Car, The Bridge. Like, there's just so many YouTube videos I could, I could list off. Caitlin and Sean's engagement. I don't watch that anymore just out of respect, but I used to watch it all the time. <laughs> One of my favorites. But, you know, she's in a better place. And maybe if we get a televised version of their engagement, I'll have something to replace it we with on my playlist. We have one. Televised? Not tell Like, we have a video of Jason and Caitlin's engagement. Because remember, they YouTube? were, like, recording for the podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. Are you ready for our next story, which is about relationships? So it's a great segue. <clears throat> it's a great segue into my best relationship. The one with my dog, Theo. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And if you guys listen to the show, you know that our dogs are a huge part of our family. And that's why when it comes to keeping Theo and Brutaru 
safe, happy, and secure, we knew that the Halo collar was the only collar we would use. It is the only smart system with a collar that trains, tracks, and protects your dog so they can safely run free. You can create Halo fences by walking the perimeter with your collar or at the touch of your finger with the Halo app. You can train with natural, simple, profound communication via the custom feedback you set for your dog. It can even include your voice. They also offer location and status so you can stay connected to your dog and see how they're doing from activity and safety status anytime you want. The GPS works with yourself without cell or Wi-Fi, and you can create up to 20 fences instantly. They included 21-day training programs that set you up for success. Check out their 90-second video on shophalocollar.com slash toast to see how easy it is. For me personally, the GPS is like an absolute game changer because when I became a dog mom and they're like, do you have the dog, have the chip? And you found out that like the chip doesn't carry GPS. It's like, what's the point of the chip? So the Halo Collar is a great, great thing because it's just so important, like especially if you're traveling with your dog, just it's always good to be safe. Um, take advantage of their special limited time introductory offer and save 20% on your Halo Collar by going to shophalocollar.com slash toast. That's shophalocollar.com slash toast to save 20%, but you must use the site shophalocollar.com slash toast to get that 20% off. Shop, shophalocollar.com slash toast. Check it out. Thank you so much, Claudia. It's a pleasure. Are you ready for our next story? A bit of relationship news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler Cameron and girlfriend Camila Kendra split after eight months. Tyler is crazy. C and his girlfriend have split after eight months of dating and only one week after he called her his soulmate pitch has learned. That's what I was thinking. He literally just said she's his soulmate. I'm watching it up inside. Do you think that the timing is like at all suspicious? Like what is this? Ten days after he sat down with me for an hour? And he sat down with Theo. I think he saw like what his life could be. And he was like, I don't know if I could have this with Camilla. Yeah, because Theo belongs to Claudia. He, I just think, I think the timing, it's worth pointing out. Yeah. Um, a source told page six that things took a turn, which is a weird thing. I really thing want to know what happened. Which because, is a weird thing to say. Which, that's a weird thing. Because literally, they were on Watch Rappin's Live together uh-huh. one week ago. Soulmate. The word soulmate was used. Though he also And if said, we're finding out now, it, must, it couldn't have been yesterday. It must have been a few days ago. Yeah, but he also... Uh, it couldn't have been that much different if he, like, they were together a week ago. But he also said... It must have been really abrupt, though. You know, like, there's no... No, but no, I'm saying if this article's out today, there's no way they broke up this morning like this must be a few days old yeah and he was on watch happens live a week ago so this literally must have broken up three days after watch he was live. also spotted in jacksonville dumois posted a with, a blonde, with girl. a blonde girl all over him so it yeah, looks like he had a single weekend so they probably broke up late last week but i will say just like maybe he used the word soulmate he also called matt james his soulmate so like maybe he could still say like camilla mm-hmm. is a soulmate maybe he thinks you can have a lot of soulmates yeah maybe he's one of those people who thinks like your friends are your soulmates yeah like maybe Charlotte they're York. friends but things took a turn just quickly that usually we don't get that we get scheduling we get this we get that yeah no and it's like over the course of time like we're questioning like did they break up they unlike this photo yeah this they stuff. unfollowed each other but like they are broken up like 100 percent hard it's over i wonder why like when you're both so stunning what is there to fight about i don't know mm. i'll ask ben <laughs> Oh, um, also, I think he might need some emotional support. So if you wanted to send Theo down to his yeah, place, Dr. Jacksonville, that would be so sweet. I just kind of want to put some of the rumors to rest. Okay. Um, I'm not wearing my ring today because I forgot. So just I know everyone's like constantly thinking like me and Ben thinking stuff. We're I'm still the, the queen of forgetting to wear I, my ring. You always are. And it's just so crazy how like when I don't wear my ring, which is probably 50% of the time people are like, Jackie's not wearing her ring. Right. It's like, do you watch a show? No, I, but like, what about the other 50% when I am? Right, right. I'm usually pretty good, but like, I genuinely forgot today. Also, my nails are so 
disgusting. I just don't think it's right to put diamonds on these fingers. My nails are disgusting. Brittle. Cracked. I, I have had not one opportunity. I haven't gotten a manicure in so long. My nails are... I might have to go today because I just... It will, it will improve my mental health if I stop looking at these hands. No, I mean, I literally left the house yesterday and walked around the block, went to two different places to try and get my nails done. Closed. That's really upsetting. You know, I used to be saying to Ben, this used to be the city that never slept. Recently, everyone's sleeping quite a lot. Like, it's no longer this, like, hustle, bustle. The other night, I was, like, wasted. Tried to get McDonald's at, like, 2 a.m. Like, they were closed. <gasps> McDonald's? That's it was crazy. wild. No, they're sleeping. Yeah, no, everyone's asleep. I'm just saying, wake the fuck up, bitch. Frank Sinatra would be. Did he say a city that never sleeps? Yeah. I wanna wake up in a city that doesn't sleep. Yeah, he would be very disappointed. He is, like, shaming you. Wake up. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Is it the, the final story? Do 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 Beautiful, stunning. Yeah, what is it? Renee Zellweger supports Ant and Stead during Supercar Gala for first public event as a couple. You and I haven't spoken about this because... We haven't. I think I did it with Olivia, who I knew would be, like, so interested in the drums. There is a lot to unpack here. So first, Renee Zellweger is showing support for her boyfriend, who is Ant Anstead. Who used to be married to Christina Anstead. Who used to be married to Tarek El Moussa. Who is currently engaged engaged to to Heather Heather Ray Young. Okay? So that's what you need to know. That's the backstory. And Renee Zellweger, A-lister, Oscar winner. Judy Garland. Judy Garland. The couple used to be married to Kenny Chesney for... 11 seconds. Yep. The couple stepped out on Saturday night to attend the Radford Motors Gala at the Lion Air Museum in Santa Ana, California. Lion Air? Lion with a Y. Mm, I just, whenever I think of Lion Air, I think of the orphans and children and Uh, widows. Of course. Um, They unveiled their new coach-built sports car, whatever. Who cares? Okay. Other important factoid. In photos shared by Real Housewives of Orange County alum Lydia McLaughlin and her husband Doug, the pair smiled along Zellweger and Anstead in formal attire for the big night. So unclear. I mean, clearly Lydia and her husband were at this event. Unclear if this is, you know, a dynamic foursome definitely or, not or Lydia is a fan and asked to take a picture and now or maybe it just like, like we're hanging out and is going to be on the cover of the next seasonal issue of Nobleman yeah that the hottest could, magazine in all of Orange County that really could happen um I'm just really in shock over the whole thing like first of all Renee Zellweger dating a reality star it's shocking and it never becomes less shocking even He's when actually like not a reality star he's a British TV host okay that's what does he host? Reality shows? No, like these car shows. Like, I don't know. He's not a reality star. Okay. Reality he star just, adjacent? Yes, because he was married to Christina for 11 seconds. Yeah. So just Renee Zellweger dating him. Like when you get such an A-lister. And it's kind of reminding me of like Zoe Deschanel and the Property Brothers. <gasps> yes! Oh my God, that's gorgeous. Which at its time was shocking and now it's just a fact of life. No, not for me. I'll no, still never be surprised like, by it. They're so... Like, they've been together for so long. I don't think there's any, you know, issues there. So it's just, like, a fact of life. Like, Zoe Deschanel dates the Property Brothers. And married? No. Okay. The other one got married. Like, this to me is, you know, like, Nick Vile dating January Jones. Like, it's shocking stuff. GGD dating Tyler Cameron. It's shocking stuff. So I haven't had a chance to just come here and say that. Well, I have more layered information for you if you're ready for it. 
So obviously this whole thing is so weird because how you go, like this is, cre- this is connecting Heather Ray Young to Renee Zellweger. We know that. It's just a crazy turn of events. But what's even crazier, and I saw it on TikTok, this girl did a huge deep dive because she too was like obsessed with the layeredness of it all. Did you know that Aunt Anstead has a sister? Correct me. I might be getting this wrong, but it's somewhat of the same je ne sais quoi. Elk. Or, or it's either his sister or his sister-in-law started a podcast a little while ago with Heather Ray Young. No. And then one of them dropped off and no, they obviously don't do the podcast together anymore. No. I think it's Heather be. dropped off. That can't be. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's twisted. That can't be right. Hold on, let me find the TikTok. That no, just the can't girl be right. did. She did like a huge, in-depth. You and your TikTok theories, like no offense, I read no, a whole theory. book about the Titanic because of your TikTok theories, <laughs> and they literally <laughs> squashed that rumor that you st- that you said of like with the um, oh they did in one fucking second. What they say? Which rumor were? You, there's a lot of like the one that I was saying was that it was like a conspiracy because the Federal Reserve or something. Okay, they didn't even mention that. That's how that's how low level that theory is. But the one where they swapped out the Olympic for the Titanic to get the insurance money for the Olympic. I didn't say that. And they, the guy was just like, why wouldn't you just start a fire if you want to sink the ship as opposed to killing a thousand people? Okay, I can't find the TikTok, but I will. I and just like really, it's full really... full of pertinent information. You really need to start questioning these TikToks. Like, oh, I disagree wholeheartedly. Oh my like, God, I think no. they're incredibly... No, and like, I feel like what also comes to mind is that guy who started that rumor about Kanye. Yeah, but he was... That guy's just like a shit-starting YouTuber, like who does that for fame. I just, we really need to start questioning these TikToks, so I'm questioning it. Is this it? I'll find it, but okay. Um, and I'll post it on our reels. Okay, cool. It's worth, it's and worth going down. Sneeches Anstead. Okay, let's have into TV recap Anstead. because there's so much TV recap that like it's oozing out of me. Let's just start. Plain and simple with the Real Housewives of Potomac from last night. How does oh, that work? Yes. That's a great idea. Our TV recap segment is brought to you by Purple. Doesn't it seem like the world's against us from getting a good sleep, good night's sleep this time of year? Talk about the warm weather, like literally setting me up for failure. It's just not working. But when you have a Purple mattress, you can sleep cool and comfortable no matter what the world throws at you. That's because only Purple mattresses have the grid. It's a unique ventilated design that allows air to flow through to help you sleep cool, even when it feels like a thousand degrees out. And the grid is amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips, no matter how you sleep. Unlike memory foam, which remembers everything, the grid bounces back as you move and shift. So you never get that I'm stuck feeling like you do with a memory foam. It's true. There's like a visible difference in not only how you move in a purple mattress, but also the cooling technology. Like basically everything I purchased for my bed from the mattress, the pillows, the sheets, everything. It's just with the cooling technology in mind. And I didn't think I'd be able to find a mattress that had that technology available. But your girl who sweats at night is being taken care of. I just got a a new purple mattress pillow and it's so delicious. And I thought I had like decent pillows happening. Mm -hmm. No, I have to to switch over all my pillows. It was so fantastic. Perfect firm to softness ratio. You can try your purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns. And they also offer financing. Purple is comfort reinvented. And right now you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. If you go to purple.com slash TMT and use the promo code TMT. That's purple.com slash TMT promo code TMT for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash TMT promo code TMT terms apply. Thank you. Okay. Real Houses of Potomac. Literally that house is so sickening. I actually looked it up. Because I'm like, we should spend the weekend at the estate. 
Okay, it's literally um, the website's broken. Like, I could not find a rate if my life depended on it. Like, oh. it's the website's been down. Maybe so many people were looking it up because of last night. Oh, maybe. That it crashed. I have so many grievances with this episode, but the one that I literally cannot get over is Robin Dixon shoving Mia out of her room, not asking, but just telling. If anyone did that, it's so disrespectful. But Robin Dixon, like, you don't carry that much weight in this show. Like, you're barely hanging on to this cast by a thread. Don't be disrespectful. She was so... And the fact that Mia just took it, because she finally got on a good place with Rob, with Robin and Giselle, and I think she saw what it could be like to be on the bad side, and she wanted nothing to do with it, so she just said okay. No, but it's like Robin and Giselle literally can't help themselves. When they were having cocktails with me, and they were all really having a nice time, and like they came to an understanding, and they have an appreciation for Mia, I was like, wow, how bad can Robin and Giselle really be? Like, if you're friends with them, it's probably fun, and they're probably funny, and you know, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. But like, not even in the next scene, they're just like, they can't help but be so mean. About even like, the, like she walked in in the gown. She's like, and Giselle in her commentary, it's like, is that the gown you wore to the strip club? Because she said it. They the, literally the club can't she, get over. There's a strip proposal. And they're like, wow, you've never, you've obviously done that before. Like, she's been so honest about everything. Her clit, her meeting her husband at a strip club. She's literally not been lied about right. one single thing. And they're just so nasty. Like, I literally, this episode, I didn't think it was possible to hate Giselle and and Robin even more, but I hate them so much, and I cannot wait for Wendy, Zen Wen, to rip the fuck into Giselle. Just, Somebody has to do it. I can't believe that it's going to be Wendy, who is the one who all of our hopes and dreams are relying on, you know? Because, I mean, after this episode, and Wendy really is just, like, all over the place this season. I have yeah. no idea, like, wh- who, who is she? Who is she? And it's like, if this were her first season, I'd be like, oh, she's Living a great for her. woman. But just in the context of last season, I'm just like, who are you? And I, like... Even though I hate Giselle, she is justified in her confusion about Wendy. Because, like, literally Wendy showed up on that bus looking snatched. Like, that bodysuit that, like, showed her hips. Amazing. Who is this woman? Like, she really is acting so different that it, it is confusing for and everyone. And I, I wonder if it's the fame of the show. I don't think it's because there's a rumor about Eddie, so she had her whole body redone. I think I don't know. The timing is weird. I think it's the show. Like, I think she'd had one season. I think she thought she got good reviews and now she's like I'm gonna be the next Martha Stewart like really I don't think that people used to, those that those things used to happen more often like in the earlier days of Real Housewives where like you know you do one season and then all of a sudden you're true faith you know and like you have a right. big brand that you're gonna launch I don't think her first season was you know acclaimed enough for her to no. have that sort of takeaway and I also think it's the fame is like getting to her a little well, bit so and, I, I actually think that like this season I'm liking her more just because she's less up Robin and Giselle's ass. But this candle thing, like, I'm sorry, I cannot get on board. Like, I'm with your mom. Like, throwing away your doctorate and your political commentating career to start a candle line that your husband finances, like, that's just so cliche. And I'm, I just, I'm sorry, like, I, I can't get on board. No, not at all. I don't even think it's cliche. I think it's outrageous. It's outrageous. I've, and I've never heard of it before. And she doesn't even have a passion for, like, owning her own business. She didn't even know you, like, needed a trademark. Like, it's not like this is a huge dream of hers. It's like every decision she's making in her personal life recently makes no fucking sense. Yeah. And it's so contrary to who I thought she was. So was she lying last season? Is she lying this season? Like, who is the real Wendy? So Giselle is asking a valid question there. Also, the moment that really bothered me the most was when Candace was telling everyone what rooms they would be in on the bus, like into the microphone. Like, I can't stand her. Can't dis. (laughs) Like, I 
she's so oh my god I, I fast forwarded through her personal scenes because Me I, do too. Have, I do have to protect my mental health she just had so much like she was so excited to like tell and it's Karen. Like, okay, you plan the trip. What do you mean? Like the producers put your name on it. So totally. She was so excited to tell Karen and Wendy and um, the other girl. Wait, who? The oh, other new girl. Oh, Ascala. Ascala. Um, she actually, actually was bothering me less. They're this going episode. to form an alliance, and the main house girls are going to turn on each other. But the thing is that Ascala is a friend of Robin. Not for long. Which is. A huge red flag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Next episode seems to be good because they are finally having like a dinner, all of them, where they're going to talk about some stuff. So oh, when Ashley finally shows up, Ashley has no the fiery baton. No, but it's like it's she. It, she just had a baton and she set it on fire because Giselle is the one who's supposed to bring up the Eddie rumors, and so Ashley gave her one minute to do so before she's going to tell Wendy. And that's why I fucking love Ashley. I love Ashley so much. She is literally, and even when and like I, it's. Fucking Candace, who's like, you gave birth two minutes ago and you're gonna come on the trip. It's like, no, like your coochie, she's just so disrespectful. Like, so your coochie's ripped open. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's how we're talking about childbirth. No, and it's like, that's how much Ashley takes her job seriously. Like, and you can see how attached she is to her baby. She's like, wearing glam, literally, her newborn baby's three days old. Giselle's coming over to look at her baby. She hates Giselle. And it's like, <laughs> she's literally like putting her child near Giselle, even though she probably doesn't want to, in full glam, literally, her coochie ripped open. And she that you, she's such a good housewife. She's such a good housewife. She never <laughs> stops, and she's such a good mom. And she she'll probably bring the new baby with her, and like she will do it fucking all. And she will throw that fiery baton into the house. And she showed up for one fucking day. No, I agree. Like I just and maybe it wouldn't be if like I, I didn't dislike Candace so much, but like everything she does bothers me. Like oh, I forgot to invite Ashley to the girls' night. Oh, I forgot to invite Ashley on the girls' trip. Like just if you don't like, like just be honest. Like no, that I hate when people are like nasty and then they're like. Who, Oops. me? Oops. It's like, no, at least be nasty and fucking and own, own it. it. Own it, Lisa. A hundred percent. So it was just like a really frustrating episode because I'm like, I feel like I'm on this island alone with Karen and you, like, and Ashley. Yeah. And they're just, they don't have enough people on their side. No, but Wendy is coming to the island and she's going to Karen's hometown. And if Giselle, ma- Giselle oh, makes that was, fun of- that was really smart If Giselle makes fun of Karen in her hometown one more time, like- I can't. It's Same. so disrespectful. Good, like you blink and you might miss it. Like, so rude. Everything that comes out of Giselle's mouth is so judgmental. And then she's like genuinely confused why people don't like her. Yeah. Oh my God, that was so rude. Everything is just a dig, a dig, a dig. Yeah. So I, I want Ray to live. I want Ray to pay his bills. Shut up. Shut up. Like, she's literally holding on to this crazy. one thing that Karen did at the reunion, which was talking about... Things everybody already knew. When Giselle has literally built her housewife's career off the bones of other people's personal business, she brings up all the rumors. She brings up all the cheating. She brings up everyone's personal life, everyone's husbands, everyone's children. That is literally who she is. And Karen did it once, rightfully so, rightfully so. Karen did it one fucking time. And Giselle thinks that like literally she's owed with, an apology way, for the rest of her life. With a fact. With receipts. And Giselle lives in a glass house. She throws stones every fucking episode. She gets one stone in her window. And it's World War Three. It's so hypocritical. Like, how I can actually, she not like see herself? I it's she you know it's reminding me of Dorinda, where it's like I'm having a hard time even watching this person be so. For Dorinda, it was like so misbehaved, and for Giselle, it's so hypocritical. It's the true definition of hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. It's infuriating, and last night was no exception. Like just the way they were sitting there. Does anybody want to apologize? Shut up. Yeah, I want you to apologize. And Karen is just so mature, and she's a queen. Her answers are perfect. Are you talking to me? So good. She's so composed. Like, she doesn't let Giselle get to her. She's really a queen. But I'm sure it affects her, you know? Of course. Because they are so fucking mean to her. 
so mean. But I'm and sorry, like when, when, Karen when Huger Karen, is a role model. When Karen walked onto the bus in her stunning coat. Pink coat. Stunning. Like, she looked amazing. And Giselle and Robin were like, now that's, a, like, what are you talking about, no, Poncho? Poncho. One word. Poncho. Her coat was so pretty. Like, okay, first of all, even if it wasn't, like, to make someone fun of someone in front of their face. But, like, again, look in the mirror, Poncho. For Giselle to even make the slightest remark, grimace, about someone else's style, whether that be interior design, whether that be personal style, fashion choices, is literally the definition of hypocrisy. No, it's... It's the pot calling the kettle it's black. It's madness. And you know what I also find, like, crazy, but I, I don't mind it. It's like... Giselle has gotten ripped apart for her style like every single season after season. Like <clears> I think even when she thinks she's, it's getting better, like it's actually just getting, getting worse. worse. And I just can't believe that she hasn't just like brought someone in to fix the problem. Yeah. But maybe like she just can't hide bad taste. Like you just can't. Yeah, or maybe so she brings she in someone who she thinks has good taste. Or maybe like, you know, she just writes that off as like, you know, haters. But like the haters actually have a really valid point. Like you need a stylist. Yeah, no, but like she would hire the wrong one still. Totally. Yeah. Um, so... That's it. It's actually turning out to be a very good season. And I feel like this Wendy stuff is really going to blow shit up. Like, I can't wait. Yeah. I'm, like, sad for that Wendy's family has to be drugged through the mud. But, like, if that's what it took for her to see, like, who Giselle really is, then it had to happen. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. Okay, let's talk about Love Island. Let's. I have some Literally thoughts. nothing happened last night. There was a recoupling, but basically one couple went home. And it was just the, the – America voted who their three favorite couples were. Andre and Trina, who, like, are actually, like, both open to delving more into whatever this might be, even though there's only, like, a week left. Um, Olivia and Corey, obviously. And who was... Oh, Will and Kira. Boring. Will and lie. Kira... That's a lie. Will and Kira went By on the way, date. because ever, they were in the bottom, and they haven't done anything to come out of the bottom. I think they got less votes. I think it's rigged. 100%. I, they got less votes, because did you see their faces? I'm, I guess, two episodes behind me. They were shocked. Because Cash still hasn't gone home, and oh. I don't know who... Um, Andre is, I don't think. Is he new? Oh, he's a new Brazilian guy who came in for Olivia. And like, oh, okay. I met him. Yeah. Um, And also, one other thing. Oh, I thought that Corey was going to choose Bailey. What, let me guess. Jeremy got her? Yeah, and Jeremy was in the bottom. With, with literally no fucking effort whatsoever. Jeremy was in the bottom with this other these two other couples. And literally, like we're like, we're saving Jeremy again. But this other couple full of new people who you like literally don't even need to meet because they left. She basically was, she like very outright said, like, I'm not feeling a connection with this guy. So... Ariel was like, who do you think has the least potential as here as a couple? And they had to say this couple because she literally said she didn't like him. Like, okay. So, of course, Jeremy got saved and so did um, Charlie and Alana, who I love Alana. Oh, my gosh. Blonde. Me too. Oh, and they're a couple now. Yeah, yeah, Okay, because yeah. I, I saw them on their way to couple them. So, people just think that, like, Charlie's really toxic and, like, he used cash to get from Casa Amor into the house. But I don't really see it that way. Like, I actually think he's a genuine guy. I don't, like, I've been reading a lot of, like, Reddit and, like, tweets and people just, like, are not here for Charlie. They think he's, like, you know, a user. I don't really get that vibe. Like, he's allowed to explore. Like, he was really into Cash. When they got back to the house, Cash was so clearly caught up with Cinco. Like, of course it would turn him off. And I think he was justified in exploring other things. And he was into Alana, and he chose Alana. And, by the way, Cash wasn't even mad. The second she got sent home, she's packing her thing. She's like, I can't wait to see Cinco. Like, it was always yeah. Cinco. So, why are we mad at Charlie for sending her home when Cash is literally here saying it was always Cinco? Yeah, I agree. I watched the breakup or the attempted breakup go down. I, and I felt like he was pretty honest. Like, and I don't... You know, I don't really know what he... I don't know what more people want from him. Yeah, so... But what's so funny is, like, the girls are so hypocritical. And, like, nobody fucking calls them out. Like, first of all, Olivia with Corey. Like, I watching her try and talk about, like, how she wants to salvage their, you know, their love when there's nothing there. Whatever. Fine. She can say no. what she wants. But wait. So, 
he's into Bailey and he's talking to Bailey and having a lot of conversations with Bailey. And they're like, how do I know if, I, if he's disrespecting me? And Cash was like, if he um, kisses her or if he like lies about something. And then literally Olivia and he, she's like, is Corey's head turning? Is Corey's head turning? Then those two new guys come in and Olivia goes into the confessional. She's like, my head is turned. And it's like, imagine if Corey yeah. acted like that when Bailey showed up. And she, like, she kisses him, like, so quickly. And, like, just everything she's saying is, like, if Corey did those things, it would be, like, over. No. A lot of these girls are literally the definition. You either die the hero or live long enough to become the villain. Because towards the end of Cash's time there, like, she was starting to be, like, a little hypocritical just in, like, the way she did with Charlie. And, like, she literally did things with Charlie that she was mad at Cinco for doing. Like, it was just becoming, like, a no, little and obvious. literally, so Charlie tries to communicate. And Charlie said this. He's like, you're all about communication, but I tried to communicate with you. That, and like, you got up and walked and away. And you got up and walked away. And, like, so Charlie says, like, I don't want to continue further. And Cash... Can't, can't handle can't it. Can't handle it. And then literally the next day is like, Charlie says, I mean, Cash says to Charlie, you can tell me anything. Yeah, no, she no, was, but she was can't. unraveling in the Charlie thing. Most, I think probably because she was like still just like upset about Cinco. But I actually think that's why I think it's perfect timing that she left because she's beloved. She, they booked her flight home. She had a layover in DC. Cinco met her in DC. They met up. She missed her connecting flight. She went home with him and had family dinner with his family. Like that ended the way it was supposed to end. She got a storybook ending. And I think like people were really sad that she left. But I think literally a perfect time could not have come faster. Yeah, because like, it was starting to sour. It was starting to just be like, you're saying things and doing things that are miscon like misaligned. Like, yeah. It was a perfect time. And, and now like you're saying that so-and-so can go talk to so-and-so, but then like you're so upset. And then like you were just like saying and doing like the exact opposite things. And I think a lot of the girls are guilty of that. So now it's like Olivia's kind of the last OG who's like still relevant. Like Trina's OG, but she's so quiet and she's like so stunning and perfect. Like I, I, I can't, I don't have a bad word to say about her. Like she should win even though she has no connection with this guy just because like they deserve it. Like she's been through a lot on this show and she, she should have went home like a thousand times, but she's sticking down. She has such a positive attitude and she's such a good friend. Like I just love her. No, I love her. Uh, but Olivia is like, see, what's happening to Olivia is what would have happened to Cash if Cash hadn't gone home. I'm just starting to really like resent her and I think everything she says is fake. And now that all the fan favorites, literally 11 people had to leave for Olivia to become the main character and she's just like talking and she's just like so annoying. Like, like she just like, is feeling the main character energy. But it's like Shannon had to go home, Josh had to go home, Cinco had to go home, Cash had to go home. Literally a million people had to go home in order for you to like get this position. Now for she's you like, to shine. She's like, not me in a love triangle. Like, shut up. Stop. Like, she's talking like cash. Like, like someone DM'd this to me and I really started to notice it. Like, and I guess it's like, it used to happen to me at camp. Like when I would be with my friends and like, there was this one girl who was Latin and she would like always say these Latin things. And I started to like pick up on it. And you definitely, when you are with people a lot, start to talk like them. But she's literally cloning Cash's persona. Not me being in a love triangle. Ew. Like, that's what Cash oh, she said. Ew. She says, ew. Ew. Not me catching feelings. Oh, that's She Cash. says it 500 times a day. Oh, my God. So she's, like, literally skinning Cash and wearing her. Like, it's crazy. And so I'm just starting to and like, you know really she dislike her. still won't win. Like, I'm really concerned now about who's going to win. And so it I cannot... Think it cannot be Will and Kira. There was no way to know that Josh and Shannon would have to leave. And for a million... Like, of course, for personal reasons, like, it's so devastating. It's the most sad story I've... Like, imagine being away and... Like, it's just horrible. Horrible. But also for the c continuity of the show it kind of really fucked things up because I think their biggest mistake, there was like this, the episode that I was like, that I played out for you where Florida went home, Amy and Wes went home and someone else. Over, oh, um, Isaiah. Yeah. 
so randomly they sent four people home when Amy and Wes are still together and she like did a story that she's moving to Denver. Like they're legit. Florida had hard connections with two guys in the villa. And I say it was like a man about town. I don't understand why they did that because ever since then I just feel like the composition of the group like was never the same. Yeah. And then they just like kept sending people and home. They and they keep sending people home who are at the dawn of connection. And it's like, okay, we can't say we're connected because we met yesterday. Yeah. But like, Maybe how about the people who have been here for like 30 days who are still single? Trina, Jeremy. Olivia up until Olivia. yesterday. Yeah, no, I agree. That's like a kind of fault in the show that it's like, it's built and it's designed to keep the OGs. And most of the OGs they're like this season they had haven't been able to they had their time and they've had a million connections jeremy had trina he had um amy he amy. had Flo. yeah he had bailey he had ever like he, he had um the other girl from jenny. jenny genevieve oh my god yeah like he had oh my god genevieve dm'd me like starting a fight like <laughs> it was twisted i didn't respond because i'm like why am i fighting with this like 22 year old but she like I, I'm always just recapping Love Island on my story. And she put up this like picture with her and Cash. I mean, with her and Cinco. And I was just like, it was just like a confusing photo. Like, and you just I, posted it, a question I just mark. posted it with a question mark. Cause I'm like, what does this mean? Like, are they I'm friends? Why are they, where are they together? Are, are they together? Like asking questions like she put up a misleading photo and she, I'm going to read it. Like it was so like, she was like attacking me and I'm like, no, it was out of control. I didn't even tag her. Like, I don't even know how she found it. Let it was out of control. Cause you didn't say anything. You just asked a question. Oh, here she said. We got voted off together. We're like brother and sister. Don't try to make it seem like something it's not, bestie. I want Cash to get her mans too. I'm like, you're bestie? the one making it seem like something it's not. I'm like, then. you're the one who posted the photo. That's misleading, first of all. Second of all, like, don't call me bestie. Like, I, I've never met you. No, I totally agree. And also, I cannot I'm like, stand. Like, why are you beef with me? Like, another pet peeve of mine, which Love Island had brought to light. And I just want to say, oh, no, not even that. But I want to say, Shannon and Josh, when they went on their one on one, Shannon called him a man. And I just want to thank. Oh my God, I noticed. Too. I want to thank Shannon for that because oh my it God, meant so I noticed much. that too. It meant so much to me. But another pet peeve of mine in just life in general is when people are like, we're like brother and sister, especially when you met two fucking weeks ago. Like <laughs> brother and sister have spent their whole, like, no. So anyone who says we're like brother and sister, no, that's like a not, girl when it's like, what's going on between you and Jared? Oh, he's like, he's my, like my brother. brother. Well, is he your brother or can you fuck him? <laughs> there, it's clear as day. Okay. So especially since they met two weeks ago, like that my pet peeve rate Radar is off the charts. Off the charts. Off the charts. Yeah. We're like brothers. We met two weeks ago. Oh my God, I can't. Like, so so who went home last night was, um, I can't remember, oh, Casey and Ellie. Like there's, and le- you could really skip last night's episode. It was like, a, and it was two hours. I was shocked. So I think that Valley's coming up. I don't know who's going to win. I feel like they're going to have this, they're going to try and make it Olivia and Corey because for some reason people don't like Will and Kira. Oh, Will and Kira had a date last night and everyone was like, are you going to ask her to be your girlfriend? Are you going to ask her to be your girlfriend? He was like, no. And he didn't. He's like, I'm not into labels. Like, I want to see what happens on the outside before I ask her to be my girlfriend. Which is so weird. He's like, because I'm falling for you. It's just like, like, being someone's girlfriend is not that big of a deal. It's not like an engagement. Yeah. So it was like really weird. Kira was literally trying so hard to pretend like she wasn't upset about it. But all the girls were like, before the date, they were like, do you think, do you think, do you think? And she was like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then when she left, Olivia was like, I actually just spoke to Will. And he said he's not going to ask her. So they were like, eek. So then when she came back, they were like tiptoeing around it. And she was like no it's fine like she's obviously upset but like she's oh just God. she's just like a pick me girl like she's like they're the weirdest couple when Shannon people and Josh, don't like them when Shannon and Josh got back from their one-on-one and they panned to Will and Kira's faces it was such sour grapes from them like they can't win no and now that Shannon and Josh are gone like they think that it's the Will and Kira show like they're trying so hard to be extra cute like they don't know how to be cute I don't know who can win because here's the thing Olivia and Corey 
I don't think people like them. I think people see through like the charade. <laughs> Excuse me. And Will and Kira, for some reason, like they've done nothing wrong. They're, like people just don't like they're them. They're extremely unlikable. So honestly, when Ariel said America's couples have voted and the first person that came out of her mouth was Andre and Trina, this like random couple, he just chose her because he was going to choose Olivia and Olivia chose Corey and or Corey chose Olivia and there was like two girls left and he just chose Trina, I guess like he thought she was nice, like for no other reason. But like I just want Trina's actually now that if you look at it like from a glance, like she's been through the most on this show and she's really held her head up high with dignity and she's a good friend and she was I think she deserves to win, like not even with Andre. I agree. We should be able to vote for a solo player. We should be able to vote for Shannon and Josh. We should, I, because up until this point, they put the entire show on their back. I agree. I was thinking that too, but I don't think they'll do it. I just think they should. I think so too. I think so too. And the show has a visible difference without them. Yeah. Now, the other things I watched over the weekend was Love is Blind after the altar reunion. Okay. Everyone and it was, was so it. atrocious. Like, you really don't need to watch it. But it was funny just to, like, see everyone back in the saddle. It's so scripted. Like... Update is like Amber and Barnett are still engaged. Amber literally, I'm sorry, they're still married. He sold his house to pay off. They made it seem like her student debts. And now they're living in Amber's apartment with a roommate. But um, Lauren Hamilton's husband, Cameron Hamilton, said on an Instagram Q&A, like the editing made it seem like it was for her, her student loans, but it was actually for his. So I was like, okay, because I'm like, what is this man doing? They keep doing that to her. Yeah. They did that to her during the show and she spoke out about it. Yeah, like, they did and it again. it's really wrong. They did it again because... Cameron was like it was for his student loans um but they just like kind of have this miserable life where like she had a, a seizure she was di diagnosed with epilepsy so she's really concerned about her health and she wants to have babies Burnett has like a checklist of things he wants to be out of this apartment he wants to make enough money he wants to have their own house before they start having kids so they're having dinner at their in-laws and she pulls um the, the her mother-in-law Barnett's mom mom aside and they're talking about this timeline how it's like really bothering her like she's ready and like he's not and like it's never going to be perfect like we should just like start having kids and basically the mom was like you know, he's the breadwinner and in the Bible, you know, he's in charge and being a woman sucks. Like that's literally what she said to Amber and Amber didn't even like flinch. It was the weirdest conversation. So I do feel like at first I'm like, you know what? This is such a weird couple that ended up being cute. The more I got to know them, they're super toxic and she is so scary. Like she is he Amber's not uh, Barnett is not allowed to talk to Jessica. I like her so much. No, you won't like her after the special. She's really toxic. Like, but can I ask you something? Don't these people don't aren't they famous? Don't they get Instagram ads? It makes no sense. Amber has 1.5 million followers. I looked at Barnett's Instagram. He's doing a million ads. Like that shit pays. There's no reason you that should be living as a married couple in an apartment with a roommate. Yeah, and that like you have to feel like your husband is the breadwinner. Like she can work. No, but like for the anniversary, he like made this video. Like because um, Cameron. Um, Hamilton made a speech for Lauren and it was a, the whole premise of the show is that they're throwing a two year anniversary party for the two couples that got married. So Cameron made a speech for Lauren. Obviously, they're literally the best couple on planet Earth. And like, it all's good. Perfect. You could cry. Like his speech, he was crying. It was just stunning. And everyone was like, we want what they have. And then Barnett put together this little video of like how he goes to work every day. He kisses Amber because she's still asleep. And it was like supposed to be. <laughs> that's so mean. It was supposed to be a cute video. But I'm like, oh, she doesn't work. Like that's literally what I took away from the video. I need to go see if she's they're, doing that. They're just their no whole reason. money thing. Like it just feels really toxic. Like <clears throat> and Jessica, like the show ruined her life. Like it did. And she's like, literally I was the most hated person on reality TV. She moved to LA. She has a boyfriend who's a surgeon. He obviously did not come because like she was not going to subject him to this toxic Why environment. Why did she come? Um, she must've gotten paid or she must've really Cleared wanted to clear name. the air because like she must not be this crazy person. Maybe the show got her at a bad time. She is still 34 and Mark is still 24. I just wanted to update everyone on that. Even though two years have passed, they're still 34 and 24. Is that Ben? Oh my God, that's Ben. What are you doing here? 
come in. You can come in and sit. We have to finish podcasting. What a stalker. Oh, my God. Showing up to the studio. <laughs> Hi. Hi. We're, we're in the middle working. of podcasting. Um, so what was I saying before I was interrupted by my husband? Oh, it's 12 o'clock. That's yeah, why. This is the longest, this the longest episode. episode. You were saying he's 24. She's 34. Oh, yeah. So she probably came back life. on to clear her name. And she brought Tiffany gifts for, um, for both of the couples. And she was, like, avoiding Amber and Barnett the whole time because she was, like, afraid. And then she goes up to Barnett to give it to him. She's like, I just want to say, like, sorry for everything. Like, I'm really happy for you guys. He, like, literally could not speak. He was like. Uh, I'm sorry, like, uh, I'm not allowed to talk to you, like, uh, and ran away. So Amber is definitely, like, very controlling. Do you remember that girl, Elsie? Yeah. She, like, had an initial connection with Barnett, but he said he didn't want to choose her, just like he didn't want to choose Jessica. Turns out she dated Mark. I think I knew that. And, like, literally for six weeks, and then he got a girl pregnant, and he was dating, like, 11 other girls at the time. So Amber's best friends with Mark, and Amber's just, like, taking up for Mark, being mean to Elsie, and it's just, like, showing like everyone who had a connection with Barnett Amber is going to find a reason to hate now yes what Jessica did was inappropriate but like they were on a tv show it was two years ago like can we move past it she apologized at the reunion Amber got her say Amber had her moment like you're so disingenuous remember like she had her moment she won't let it go and it's just like I actually she started crying like after Barnett like walked away from her and like really embarrassed her she just started crying there with her Tiffany bag of gifts and like didn't have I just I did feel bad for her then the whole drama with Giannina she yeah, said what's going on Damien's her person like she, Giannina's so cringy like when she talks like she's crying yeah. like in lunch like he's my person her mom refers to him as her son I'm like oh my god they're so going strong they've been together for two years they got through him leaving her at the altar so apparently when he was in LA he went to dinner with like a bunch of influencers left a restaurant holding hands with Francesca Farrago they said they're just friends but like why were you holding hands like it was we saw weird. those pictures yes we reported on them because we thought it was weird then she's in Atlanta for a photo shoot the same weekend of this party and he invited her because he was telling us and th- like that he wanted to invite her because she's a friend like why wouldn't his friend come and you know he wanted to clear the air between her and Giannina he kind of made it seem like to Francesca like they had a future and he didn't tell her what to wear to the party because she why showed up in a Francesca crop top Francesca want a future with him he's so beta like <laughs> I couldn't figure out I'm like he's handsome whatever what's wrong and then he drives a porch He's the definition of a beta fucking loser. Like, I could not stand him. Francesca's, like, on top of the world. No, no. She was obviously paid to do the show. Like, it was so scripted. I don't think she's, like, sitting home waiting for Damien to call. No. Literally, it was so stupid. And then, like, Giannina was totally blindsided. She's like, why is this girl who, like, caused a huge problem in our relationship being invited? And he was, like, walking around the party with her. Like, didn't even... Like, if Giannina ever gets back with him, she has literally no self-respect. It was so disrespectful. But it was also staged. Like, I don't know what to believe. Like... Right. It was good. That's what I'm saying. It was like not a real reunion. It was like a waste of your time. But it was funny to like to see everyone back together, especially like the people like that girl. Um, honestly, I can't remember any of their names. Like the besides. Oh, but Diamond. She was the star of the entire show. She was just giving the best commentary. She's friends with a lot of the people. Um, Carlton did not show up. The guy who left her after she just expressed a little frustration that he didn't tell her he was by after engage- getting engaged to her. So like right. it was just misleading. She wasn't mad that he was by. She was mad that he lied. And he was going to go to the reunion and had a conversation with Lauren Hamilton and blew up at her and then just decided not to participate in the special anymore. It was really weird. And I felt bad for Lauren because Lauren was like there as a friend. Lauren could understand what he was going through. He's talking about like a lot of biphobia in their community. And then he just like attacked Lauren and Lauren was like, don't degrade me like because you're upset. Like, and then he just disappeared. So he yeah. never got to say his piece. And honestly, he may have made himself look worse than before. Right, and maybe if he came, he'd make himself look even worse. Yeah, so he, he just, yeah, he, he should have never that. just agreed to participate because I had forgotten about him. You know, right, right. Um, 
And so that's all. I also watched OBX, but I want you to watch it so we can talk about it in depth. Is it pertinent that I watch it? It's really good. Like, oh, wow. Except that's the exciting. last episode is the longest episode, and it just, like, is so stupid. Like, I can't. That's exciting. Um, it's really good, though. Like, I think you'll enjoy it. So I just watched so much TV this weekend, and I really enjoyed it. Now I feel like I'm really fully caught up on everything. I'm so happy for you. And, like, you're back to being whelmed. Yeah. You know, because you were overwhelmed with the Olympics, now and now whelmed. you're just back on track. Um, so we literally went so long. We have we have a meeting. We have a meeting that we're that we have running to. late for. So we've got to go. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast. Leave a five star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. The Society Season Two. Leave a comment on our most recent Instagram of the emoji of the light bulb because we are constantly giving you bright ideas. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye.